This episode is sponsored by the blog Home Under Clutter. Lindsay is a self-proclaimed clutterbug. She got so sick of living in clutter that she did a huge purge. Join her on her never-ending journey of decluttering and organizing at www.homeunderclutter.com. Parental guidance is recommended because this episode has mature topics and strong language. Here are some moments you can look forward to during this episode of Book Interrupted. I'm in line at the Whole Foods with the magic man. We're starting to have terms like mass exodus. I want to play Sister Detective more. Yeah, I still think that would be cool. I'd oh, also yeah. love to be I a mermaid. The rat race Every, and trying to get right? out of the rat race. Everybody's trying to escape it. Full matrix. I'm going full matrix on this. I want to be <laughs> dialed in. <laughs> and Kim and I are speechless like, is she okay? My body is Disrupted. Mind, body, and soul. Inspiration is the uh, And we're gonna talk it uh, on Book Interrupted. Welcome to Book Interrupted, a book club for busy people to connect and one that celebrates life's interruptions. If you'd like to join along, this book cycle is from October 24th to November 28th. It's our fan Lindsay's book pick and we're reading 4% Fix by Karma Brown. How to find guilt-free time for what you really want to do and why it matters. How would you use this one hour, only 4% of your day, to change your life? Let's listen in to this episode's group discussion. Welcome to the fan episode. This is the episode where we see what the fans thought. Just a reminder that it's whatever people commented on during that book cycle, but not necessarily the 4% Fix. Maybe we should go to Facebook. There was a lot of comments this cycle on our blog posts that we post on Facebook. So one of them was, well, would you rather question, would you rather be given a lifetime supply of delicious food or books? And the person commented on Lindsay's Schweitzes, um, not fan Lindsay. <laughs> Lindsay put, uh, I love books, but definitely food. I need food to survive. And then the person, responded my thoughts exactly like why why and then i put i was like i know i'm not supposed to put books but i'm putting books anyway like i can't eat books i don't know what you guys thought but i thought that was funny well i'm picking books anyway so many people pick books kara picked books too i picked books. i think Mary so i was like books. it's an imagine picked... question so in the imagine answer somehow my nutrient supply would have been taken care of I wanted to say food, but I couldn't resist saying delicious books. I have to put delicious books because it just tickles me the right way. Dan Lindsay, what would you pick? I would have to pick food. Yeah. <laughs> I love food too much. I love food. <laughs> me too. Yeah, and I thought that maybe I should pick food and then I, all the money I save on food, I just could buy books. That mm -hmm. would be better, I think. <laughs> you really thought about it literally. So well, so that's what happens with those questions. You sometimes think like, if I pick this, then I can't have that. Yeah. Like, oh, if I pick books, then now I also am choosing starvation because <laughs> or disgusting yeah. food. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. mm -hmm. I don't. I don't. Need I like more that books. one better. Would you rather have books and disgusting food or delicious food and books? Disgusting books. <laughs> disgusting. disgusting. That books. would have been a good spin on the question. Yeah. There you go. Disgusting books. What would that entail? Don't even. Don't we're, not get, we're not going there. We're not going to go there. There's plenty <laughs> okay. of them, I'm sure. I'm sure. 
I was thinking like moldy or something like old what not. I wasn't oh. thinking. Anyway, now I'm thinking that. Now I am. I think content. Oh no, I was getting it. I was getting into like super naughty, <laughs> majorly naughty books. Oh, I was thinking of like porn. Oh no. <laughs> okay, moving on. Or like just about maggots or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a book about maggots. Meredith, come on. Well, I guess I gotta read about maggots again. But that would probably be fascinating, like how they work and or corpses, corpses with mag maggots. Jesus, guys. Here we oh, go. Yeah. There you go. All right. One of our would you rather questions that was really popular was would you rather breathe underwater or fly? One person said at first thought they would want to breathe underwater because they love being in the ocean, but then they thought about sharks. Such a dilemma. Person. <laughs> Such a <laughs> dilemma. Meredith, I only I don't normally include when we comment on each other's posts, but Meredith had originally put, yours is so good. You said that you would fly through the air, but you would keep it a secret and then join the sky jump team for the Olympics and then reveal you could fly after ski you jump. won a gold medal and fly away. Yeah, ski jump. It was very oh. silly that day. <laughs> I was like, yeah, and then you commented after that I must have been really silly that day because really I would just say breathe underwater. <laughs> I love being I underwater. When I go to the swimming pool, I'm underwater almost the whole time. Totally. I love it. We love being in water. We just like swim underwater and like look at each other and like come up for breath and go back down. It's so good. Do you yeah, know what I discovered? Because we just got a pool in the backyard this summer and I realized I always thought it was like the buoyancy and the freedom from like being able to swim underwater that I enjoyed, but it's not. It's that it goes so quiet. Yeah. When you're under there, it's so nice. You're just like, oh. There's not all this like external noise of mom, can you go get this? Honey, have you seen my whatever? You know, it's just like, yeah, it was so peaceful. Love Lindsay, it. what would yeah. you, what would you pick? I would pick breathing underwater. I always, ever since I was like three years old, I wanted to be a mermaid. <laughs> so <laughs> definitely yeah, breathing hair. underwater, right? Yeah, yeah, mermaid hair. <laughs> it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Mermaid hair, so. That's half <laughs> the battle of being a mermaid is the hair. <laughs> totally, now you just have <laughs> your tail and you're done. That's right, yeah. And now you can buy tails. Did you I know that there's a whole subculture? Of there is. Of yeah. I have not it's thought about joining anything in that community, but yes. No. no. My dream is a dream. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to try one of those tails, though. I imagine it's probably very hard because that yeah, like dolphin kick is it's it's hard to do the yeah. dolphin kick, right? Mm-hmm. Now, but is the subculture, do they actually swim with the tails on? Do we know? Yeah. Or is it just a... Oh, yes. Yeah. From what I've seen, they yeah. swim with the tails and they practice holding their breath and doing deep dives. And Oh, I would like mm-hmm. to do that. That, that sounds, sounds like fun. fun. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to try it for the same reason. Well, I don't know if that's the same reason. I feel like Kira is keeping something from us. You have Sorry. to wear shells. Yeah, Kira, yeah. are you in this? No, I only came across club? it because my daughters a few years ago came across in Walmart. They had like this material in bathing suit that you could pull right. up and it looks like a mermaid tail and it didn't have the sizes. So I went to online shopping and in my searches, came across oh there's like a whole bunch of people that get together for the sole purpose of just being a mermaid and some take it very far and that part was uncomfortable the fun like just like yeah let's just go for a swim seemed great but it was like they were getting a bit too into like psychosis like they were identifying as mermaids and i was like oh "Oh, dear (laughs) 
Yeah. yeah. I still think like that would the... be cool. <laughs> I'd also oh, yeah. love to be I a know. mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> and having a little group that y'all go together, that would be fun. I have a seashell yeah. bikini top. <laughs> okay. Because it's been seashells, but it's from a <laughs> Halloween costume. So I could bring that to my, the mermaid you swim. Go. Do your first meeting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You'll blend right in. I love it. Okay. That's the end of that. And there we go. Speak of a mermaid. Maybe we'll go into some tweets. Oh, we had a whole bunch of for the 4% fix. We had a guy who retweeted. What is it? What was your claymation called Meredith again? The rascally, (laughs) the rascally raccoon meets playful dog. So we had people commented on that, but we had someone retweeted and say, hey, why don't you check out my claymation video? And he did a music video. He's a musician called Bluetopia. And it was really cool. Um, Yeah. So I checked it out. Yeah. But he put his, he really liked your claymation and then he put his claymation. That's nice. <clears throat> I'll check it out. Yeah. If you go on our, um, you, if you go on our Twitter, you'll see. Yeah. Bluetopia at Bluetopia. We had some retweets. So our YouTube video of what's worth getting out of bed for our episode one was retweeted a bunch of times about sleep cycles, time management. And then that question, like, what would you get out of bed for? I think maybe that's retweeted because people feel the same way. Like, what would I get out of bed for? And there ha- it has to be something pretty good to get out of bed. I know how what you guys feel about that, but I think the reason that was popular was because people are wondering, like, are thinking about that. Like, what would actually motivate me to get out of bed at that hour early when I'm already like sleep deprived and like? Why I think people are looking for morning? solutions. They're looking for right. They're just feeling like, why am I working so hard and where's my joy? Well, and that's what we were talking about too with the rat race and trying to get out of the rat race. Everybody's trying to escape it. Nobody wants to be in it. They just are sucked into it because that's what society tells us we have to do. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of this uh, thing that's going around on Facebook that says like, whatever the year, work a full-time job, get a down payment or something for your house. And then this year or like whatever this era, work three jobs so that you can afford your rent. Yeah. I, like, mm-hmm. yep. yeah. I always butcher any retelling of a joke or information. <laughs> so I apologize, but did I make the gist of my point right. anyway? But the point is it was easier before. That's right. Work That's harder, right. You work harder now to get less. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, totally. yeah, same with me. I like invent. I not only don't do an accurate recap, but then I start to add in like my own. How can I make this more interesting? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I do that. But I have a theory on the whole why did that particular episode, like what gets you out of bed? And it's this theory is solely just based on the mental health center that I work out of. I love looking at patterns when we start to because I handle a lot of the initial like new referrals and intakes for people who are looking for counselors, psychotherapists, stuff like that. And just looking at the trends and over COVID, I think it's gone up 70% now. The reason why previously people would reach out to get connected to like a counselor or therapist has changed. Now, 70% of the intakes that are coming in are solely around the topic of Well, it's what Meredith was saying earlier in the podcast episode is like over COVID, they're just like, I don't have to put up with this anymore. In fact, I don't want to put up with this anymore. It's coming at a severe cost of my own mental, emotional, physical, spiritual health, social health. 
And you company, if you're not willing to start to put in the effort to address this, creating a space where we can bring our whole selves to work, then I'm out. I think it's speaking to, and we're starting to have terms like mass exodus. So what's taking place, at least in North America, is a mass exodus from the workforce. People just saying, nope, I've had enough, not me, not me anymore. Some places in Europe, France did it, and now Portugal has just done it, is that they're making it illegal for offices to contact workers after hours, and workers are not required to work after their shifts, like after their set time, and employers can't interact with them after on, you know, even on, in France, I think they have something that blocks it, that they actually can't receive the emails after a certain amount of time and that kind of thing. They're making sure they, they can only work a certain amount of hours per day and in between their shifts, they can't be contacted. Honestly, if you need somebody to cover that time, just hire someone, right? Yeah. Just be like, mm -hmm. now you are, are on the after hours person. person or totally. The government's had it instilled yeah. it because the companies just don't. I mean, I mean, some of the companies I worked for would talk about work-life balance and say they want their employees to have work-life balance, but it still didn't translate, like, how am I going to get all this work done? But not if there's a deadline. And have my work-life. Like, I, yeah. I want to have work-life balance. You're telling me to have work-life balance, but I still have this giant project to do that I could never do within my regular work hours. Mm -hmm. So how am I supposed to do that? Yeah. You think so part of it, too, is that, like, in this day and age, we can see all these possibilities of things that we could do. Like we see other people doing stuff and maybe they're just, they're doing their 4%. And so it looks like they're doing a lot because we're, you know, any individual who's really busy might not do anything for themselves, especially like social media. You see people give, put things up there, the things that they're doing, not the things that they're missing out on. Does that make, does that make sense? That's and so true. You, you have this like hmm. feeling like, am I the only one who's missing out? And, and then you also can see all the possibilities of things you could do. You could become a mermaid or whatever, or, um, <laughs> you know, all the places you could travel or all the things you can learn or, or whatever. Like, does that, I mean, maybe that contributes a little bit where we're kind of like, is just being here and getting up and doing whatever, cleaning the house every day. Is that enough? Or was it enough before? I don't know. Like, is it, I just, maybe that contributes a little bit. Well, and I think Knowing it's the social pressure out. too of social media. Like you yeah. see so much. You used to be able to see what was happening on your own street or what other moms were doing at the school or whatever, or what people were doing through your job, but you wouldn't see everyone around the world and what they're doing and what they're posting or doing for fun or whatever. And half those posts are probably fake anyway, or made up to seem better than they are and rosier than they are. And now we see it. So we feel that pressure to do it as well. Hmm. The other thing that I think about when you say that the government is like making it so that people can't work extra, I wonder if there's any hidden backlash for people who are working extra because of their relationship to the poverty line. You know, they have to work this many hours a day because that's how they make ends meet. And I wonder if, while it sounds like a really great idea that they're making it so that this can't happen anymore. If those people will be like, ah, like negatively affected because that's how they were making it work for them. I mean, hmm. I think the intention is that not getting people to work and not paying them as well. Hmm. Cause you might get a call and it's not, you don't bill it or whatever expected to call. But like, I mean, maybe if those people who need to work more, just agree that I'm going to work longer hours and that's my thing. 
But sometimes what happens, even with people who, it's, I think it's to, so people don't get taken advantage of, because even if you're living close to the poverty line and you don't want to work extra, but you're worried about losing your job, maybe that's an opportunity for employers to take advantage of you, right? Yeah, and, I totally agree with you. I, I think know. that yeah. the intention is- <laughs> Like, and- I mean, there might always be somebody who- doesn't benefit from policy changes, of course, right? Um, that gets and it's usually it. the underrepresented right? or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that's probably not a word. <laughs> but the, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think you just added an extra ED. Yeah. Like you underrepresented. The other thing that made me think this, this might be slightly controversial because I think it's got a whiff of victim blaming, but because like what exactly what you just pointed out, Mary, for fear of losing your job, you don't want to say no. But I think there's an opportunity for individuals to exercise boundaries. So I wonder if COVID is, you know, how there's a mass exodus or whatever. I wonder if that is now swinging the pendulum the other way because it's responsibility of both parties involved. Like the person who works extra and doesn't ever say no has some responsibility, I think. They may be motivated by the fact that they don't feel like they can say no or the power differential, but I mean, I can only speak for me, right? So depending on your circumstances, you may or may not have the luxury of setting boundaries. I mean, that's why unions exist, Mm -hmm. right? Mm. Is because, and that's why, you know, a lot of corporations don't like unions because you can get a whole bunch of people together to put that pressure And then the people who don't have unions, one person might say, like, I can't, I need, I need, I'm going to go home when I go home and I'm going to come in when I come in, I'm not going to answer my phone. But then for every person that says that there's going to be another person who will be like, I'll do anything you want, as long as you promote me and keep me and, and whatever. So when it comes to cuts and they say, who do we cut? Well, let's cut the per, let's not cut the person who works an extra two hours every day, uh, because we're getting an extra portion of a person out of them. So Well, it's true, right? You're like, well, if we have to get rid of one person, why don't we keep the person that's, you know, 125% of a job uh, and doing that to extra 25 for free Mm -hmm. or whatever. I don't know. Well, and that's what in, in those, like in corporate worlds and stuff, like you're, the more that you do, the more that people like, you know, my friend works in a corporate, was working in a corporate job. And, you know, it's like, you have to stay later and you have to stay later the next person, then the next person, the next person, because if you're not the person that stays the latest, you're not doing your job properly and you get talked to your boss and all of those things. So you're not as committed. Yeah, Mm. exactly. Team Um, player, be a team player. Yeah. But then also we've just glamorized what it means to be an overworker. Like, especially if you're on salary, I see your point, Kim, with privilege. I think some of it could be the difference between salary and hourly wage, Mm -hmm. that if you're on salary, you're locked in and there's this, sometimes even this contractual expectation that you'd only be 37.5 or 40 hours a week, and you're going to get this set paid amount. And then you find yourself working like 60 hours a week consistently and 65 hours and heaven forbid one day you only do 48 hours that week. You look like you're less than that cycle only works if we glamorize what it means to be a great worker. It's that person who runs on no sleep, who doesn't take washroom breaks who eats at their desk. Like if we just in the office, so alluring. Yeah, yeah, that we wouldn't necessarily buy adult diapers. feel like we have to, yeah. <laughs> adult <laughs> I was gonna say, isn't that what recently happened to you, Mayor? Or is that private? Kinda. 
like they said, oh, it'll be one day a week. And it was like oh, yeah. five, five days yeah. <laughs> worth of work in one day. Well, it wasn't that much, but it was, I was like, oh, I can do one. And then, you know, it was more than one. And I was like, why did I do this? I have a tendency. I'd like to work, but because I'm home with the kids, I forget that when you work and you want to be home with the kids, it's hard to do both. Like, yeah, do both. And I was like, oh no, I don't have any time. So I'm not working now, which is nice, but who knows? Good. I might every once in a while somebody asks me would you be interested in maybe working and I'm always like maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> but I forget every time mm-hmm. I think it's funny too mm-hmm. like a reflection of the broken system do you remember when Google first like it became public knowledge that Google had like a daycare on site and a gym on site it was I can remember the up not the uproar but like the uproar of gratitude or like wow it must be the best to work at Google because they gave their employees like these simple things that made it a nicer place like I remember it being like oh that's the ideal place to work and I just think when in this conversation that being the outlier is interesting because it's just a reflection of how glorified it is to be overworked and not Mm-hmm. go to the bathroom or whatever right yeah but then all those things are just then you're still at work <laughs> like I yeah say, they do like, it because they don't want you to leave yeah the one company that i work for we used to rent space uh where the google office is and it's like oh so yeah professional chefs for all your meals showers so you can have like a full private changing area and then it started to occur to me indoor rock climbing walls unlimited supply of yoga classes and then it occurred to me I was like they just made it so that you don't want to leave yeah to build your life and start to grow roots in a freaking office building that's what I can say I've worked for really good companies that had amazing things that they offered that other companies didn't do right but they still have these really big expectations for growth, bigger than regular companies might, and have this hurrah, hurrah, we're so great. Like, I work for, like, it would be like Google, I work for Google, it's amazing. Like, everyone's so pumped to work there. Yeah. But you end up, because they have all these amazing things, like Kara said, then, and Lindsay said, then you never leave work. And then work is your life, like, your life revolves around work. And then you don't have anything outside of work. Everything is compounded into it. And so it's not necessarily the answer either, because giving people time after work where they can't work, someone at Google might do a yoga class and go back and do some more work. And they might eat dinner there and go back and do some more work. And That's totally what I would do. Work. Yeah, I, I would too. I would just be like, it's good that they do those things for their employees, but it's not necessarily just one-sided. Well, I think that that's one of those instances of like that. I mean, that's what I was asking. Do you think that they did it on purpose? Because I was under the impression that it was, and I mean, maybe they had the foresight to to see this, but um, I know that employees who feel like they are appreciated are the ones that work harder, better, smart, like the production, whatever you're trying to produce from an employee who feels appreciated is significantly higher quality and and just higher yield than obviously employees who feel taken for granted or overworked or whatever. So I thought that that was kind of the model they based it on. And then now they probably were like, oh, look at this bonus side effect. Everybody lives here. <laughs> like our productivity is through the roof. I don't, I don't know if that they're doing it under evil or 
corporate greed or whatever, but it has proven that productivity goes up and that's really the whole point of a corporation. Right. Mm -hmm. How do they make their employees more happy though, supposedly. Yeah. Right. And and like if you're problem solving, like it's good to be able to go off and play ping pong or do rock climbing because then you, you're, you can like solve those problems without, because if you focus too much on something, sometimes you can't really get that breakthrough, right? You need, I want to work you know? for Google now, guys. I know, right? I, have a friend that is. <laughs> I don't know. I want some I yoga. Try to say it's not probably healthy, but I was like, I kind of want to be fully immersed. <laughs> it's healthier. <laughs> even have right? like, yeah. no yeah. healthier, right? So Who like being at work? <laughs> I was like, hey, and then you, if you started there when you don't have maybe when you were young and single, then you just meet someone at work. You'd make babies at work. You just all be at work. I'm like going full the other way. I was like full matrix. I'm going full matrix on this. I want to be <laughs> dialed in, but my work perspective is probably maybe, I don't know. I just want to be able to nap at work. Like if I'm feeling like yeah. really, really I tired, nap like at work. I I've, nap. I've worked at places so. that had like a nap room. And like, I just want to be able to do like a 10 minute power nap. Like if I can get 11 yeah. minutes, I like am so much better in the afternoon. Most places I've worked they don't look nicely over at napping, even though it's good for productivity. They should. Right? If you could just have like a 10 minute nap in the afternoon. I'd love to do that right in the middle of the rush at the restaurant. Like, sorry guys, I need to go for my (laughs) 10 minute nap. (laughs) (laughs) This is too much. I'm very sleepy. That'd be great. (laughs) But you would do so much better, right? I would. It would help. You like master the art of being able to do it anywhere, Lindsay. You just literally stand yeah. there and you just shut down. <laughs> Against the wall. Like, I'm just sleeping. Hold on. Do, yeah, do, you're just do, like, you know. It's like you're a robot. Then your alarm goes off after 13 minutes and you're like. Yeah. You crawl into a booth. You crawl into a booth. No, but this is a sleeping booth. This is the sleeping booth. <laughs> you get a thing that like props up a book or something. Sleep. So it looks like you're busy doing something and you just sleep in front of it. I could use that. <laughs> You're trying to like normalize like napping. You're trying to bring it back. Yeah. Sorry, your food is taking so long. Yeah. Every restaurant should have a should have a booth yeah. called the sleeping booth. True though. People yeah. who work there. Yeah. Oh no, that table is not available. That's the sleeping booth. But in the restaurant industry, we just turned into the like the fucky fucky room for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Can't mix alcohol with nap room. Good point. Fair. Yeah. 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 That is a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what the fridge is for. <laughs> That's what the walk-in's for. Kim, <laughs> can you tell us something about yourself that happened? Is that I uh, never did it. Personal? I never did it in the walk-in. All right. In it, the walk-in. It, she is very specifically <laughs> never in <laughs> the walk-in. The walk-in. <laughs> yeah. Kind of cold like in there. I don't know. That's exactly. <laughs> Too many people. Are- Not There's- when I'm in there. <laughs> <laughs> this interruption is brought to you by Unpublished. Do you want to know more about the members and Book Interrupted? Go behind the scenes. Visit our website at www.bookinterrupted.com. Book interrupted. This audio interruption is brought to you by Silence. You hear that? Just me, wrecking your silence. Don't you just love silence? I fucking love it. Excuse my language. I am just alone 
I'm in my new shop space. I'm recording today for the season two book cycle and I get to do it alone, not in my home where I have space to think and be alone and away from my family. I love them, but F off. <laughs> so that's my interruption for today. This is the best. Mm, alone. Mm. Thank you. Bye-bye. Book interrupted. All right, should we move on to another question? <laughs> yes. Another comment? <laughs> yes. Maybe. Lindsay, not fan Lindsay, other Lindsay, posted when librarians have a great, great sense of humor. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Did you see that? It was in the Facebook, like our book club on Facebook, our group. Someone uh, commented that it was, like, it was his great laugh for the day. <laughs> And Lindsay, you end up coming back to that person saying my favorite was the na 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 Batman. So it was it was like a bunch of the librarian doing a bunch of things that were funny, uh, like setups in the library or there were bookstores. But one the my favorite was they had put a book that was I think it was called Nana. And so and so then each of the books on the like long side would say Nana and then they do four Nanas and then yeah. one book that was called Batman. So it said <laughs> Na 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 Batman. <laughs> my favorite was like that. They, one favorite was there was a display that had all these like places for books to go, but there was no oh, books. Yes. And it that. said, "Please be patient. Our display on procrastination will be up soon." I was like, "I love it so much!" Just because we <laughs> talked about so like procrastinating and stuff. Was yeah. Brilliant. It was such a funny pose. Yeah, I oh, feel like good. that post really like captures the magic of librarians like if you could stereotype a t the type of person all of those jokes really speak to like the quiet little witty men and women who are librarians that's how i think about the videos when i see all those jokes yeah. like oh librarians like i love them librarians <laughs> they love books and words and wordplay Yes. Yeah. <laughs> word play, that's what it is, actually. Right? That's exactly yeah. what yeah. most of those yeah, were. Yeah. If you're immersed yeah. in books, that's kind of probably what you like. I like yeah. it. You probably like your job, I'm imagining, to have that I creativity so. to be able to, <laughs> you know, do that. So that I don't sounds know. like a good job. Yeah. I know I think that too. Like I have a fantasy degree, about that. Yeah. You need a, a special degree to be a librarian, right? You do. My mom's best yeah. friend's a librarian. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like a cool job. I always think of like people are just sure. reading all the time mm -hmm. and talking yeah. about books, but she ends up doing tons of research on stuff for people. Do you guys remember in school how I love that? How at the back of the books they had the little card envelope thing and you'd stamp it and you'd see yeah. you had it before. I don't think they have that anymore because it's all probably digital, but I love mm. that. You'd be like, oh my God. So and so had this book before me. Yeah, or you'd <laughs> see so some people true. would take it at like three times in a row. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I love that. I like that. It had a certain, story. and the cards had a smell. Yeah, yeah and like that me. Manila color. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was cool. Libraries. Okay, <laughs> libraries, cool. <laughs> libraries. <laughs> oh, we had our YouTube video or episode White Fragility episode three the good, bad binary, anti-racist gateway book and being offensive that episode. And we had like a picture of like coddling white people. Remember, cause Leah's like, goodbye white people. <laughs> like, <laughs> how she like, okay. how, how her voice is like coddling when you read, listen to the audiobook of, um, mm. anyway, so that episode 
um, has had a ton of views recently on YouTube, more than our other videos. Someone commented though, they just said, what? They probably haven't read the book and haven't listened to the audiobook, which is good too, because that, that book cycle wasn't initially, didn't have that many listens or likes, but now it's starting to get traction. So that's pretty good. And we just launched a blog post with our store, the Squiggy Stumble Forward. So if people want to- I really uh, like that design, Leah. Yes. Like oh, it's, good. Uh, it's a well, cool shirt. I think shirt. it was I kind of Kara's, yeah. I actually don't know if I came up with the idea. Maybe Kara did. I think Maybe we just Sarah talked did. it out. I think you had Sarah, ideas. was it you? I don't think well, it was my idea. I, was, I, I came up with the, like, say, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. You came up with that part. And Kara came up with the skin tones. Yeah, and I didn't, so I didn't yeah. really do anything. Oh, <laughs> I typed, I went, beep, bop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wrote Squiggy. Actually, getting good color, skin tone color reference was harder. The nuance and, like, different monitors read it differently and then involving squiggy and he like his feedback was really interesting on like some of the like middle colors and like I just thought it was like the extremes were easy but the middles well I love looking at colors so like to me it was a real fascinating process so, so. tell us about it what does it look like for the listeners oh, yeah so it's a white t-shirt or many things it could be a mug it is also available in sweatshirt long sleeve etc tank, tank top and it is our dear friend squiggy's quote stumble forward from when we uh talked about some his like kind of ethos about uh moving forward in anti-racism work and we just repeated the word stumble 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 in many different flesh tones and then forward at the bottom. The Squiggy commemorates Book Interrupted's podcast conversation with our guest host, Squiggy, while talking about the book, White Fragility by Robin D'Angelo. $2 from every sale of this collection will go to All Welcome Here Rural, B-I-P-O-C Association. Find out more at www.allwelcomehere.ca. How's that for you? Awesome. And you can check it out at www.bookinterrupted.com under shop. And it'll take you through our swag and our Teespring store. Yeah. And Squiggy yeah. suggested that charity. That's a yeah, charity. Yeah, that charity. And Lindsay, Fan Lindsay, I'll be coming to you next for some of your ideas. But we'll talk okay. privately. All right. Do you know what I'm thinking of in the back of my mind is, well, first of all, like, I'm so excited about the swag shop. But just uh, Leah's creative process for it and just some of the ideas that come out before it gets to the final version and just our discussion that we had about seeing red. Oh, yeah, that shirt. We toyed like around impossible. with some interesting. Yeah. It's going to be a sorry, hard shirt. No. <laughs> it's going to be so hard. So sorry. I just wanted to explain why yeah. I'm kind of like giggling yeah. sometimes. And it wasn't at what we were talking about. It was I was having a whole other thing going on in the back of yeah. my mind. Yeah. Think, yeah. So we're doing common but not normal, but some of the ideas is <laughs> some of the ideas are just wrong. <laughs> I just yes. only want to share with gonna wear his face on it as a tampon. So like <laughs> no. can we just make the shirt and call it a day, Lindsay? <laughs> no, we are not. I do not want my tampon <laughs> face on. What no if we were all tampons? So Would that make it better? What if we're all tampons? Yes. <laughs> yeah. We could be a box of tampons. Yeah. Box of tampons. Oh my god, that's funny. We can do box of tampons and say common but not normal. 
Right, and that's, that's true, true too of all of us being a tampon. Not normal, yeah. <laughs> I, I like. That we could better. do common, not normal, in like the Tampax branding, but it could say common instead of Tampax. Oh and Tampax, you guys. Yes. Yes. Nuggets today. Done and done. Yeah, right. because we had gotten to points where we were like blood stains, and then we were like, "Will anyone?" <laughs> I was buy really excited <laughs> about doing like a limited edition red and white um, uh, tie dye. Like I would hand. I think that's great, but it's so impossible to be blood. I would have to hand tie dye everything. Oh my god! Yeah, we'd have to filter it through. It would be like a nightmare. We 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 talked (laughs) about it. I was like, logistically though, what if it became popular? Like, but I just want to own it. Whatever shirt we make, I'm making us some limited edition tie dye. (laughs) Okay. Nice. Okay. I would Um, also wear a shirt that was a pair of legs only. Oh my god! A puddle of blood. Yeah, I would wear it if it said string there. Just put a string. Yes. Oh yeah, that's where pair of legs with a string. Yes. (laughs) See, I feel like you're one of us because of that horrible (laughs) comment that went clearly past the line. (laughs) That's the thing about periods, right? Like they've been like villainized. Like don't talk about them. Don't whatever. Like that's there's nothing wrong with what what she just said. Like that. I would wear that shirt because of the shock value of it. I might have to do some breathing exercises beforehand. (laughs) I agree with what you're saying, Kim, but I probably wouldn't wear it. That's okay. It's not a mandatory uniform. Yeah, yeah, it's a uniform. <laughs> you must it's wear it uniform. every day. You have to wear it when you, you have your period. Period. Yeah. <laughs> so it's only like a week out of the month, Sarah. You can do this. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you can do this. No problem. Oh no. Um, you you I... just have to like keep one in your bag if you like have uh, irregular periods, so you're ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Comes danger. Surprises you. You have it underneath all your shirts, all all of your clothes. You have to take it off like Superman. Yeah, (laughs) I like that. It's time. (laughs) It's time. That would be a great. Oh my god, I love this so much. Lindsay, you were saying. No, I just wanted, I was just changing the topic, but I'd like to ask fan Lindsay if she had any fan response from her blog, Home Under Clutter, um, about the podcast and her experience here. I did not really have any responses. My blog is very small right now. So I only have like 30 followers or something like that. It's just sort of something I'm just working for in the background, not something I'm really trying to build up yet. For sure. Well, now you have 30 Five, six how many are we Some, six 36 yeah, followers like yeah. i'm following yeah oh, i'm and, not actually um, following i should probably actually follow <laughs> i was reading it i, I read, read it, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta click the button or whatever and yeah. uh, i reposted your post from yesterday because you mentioned book interrupted and uh, all the four percent fixed episodes that are on yeah yeah i've been trying to link them all into into the mm-hmm. blog so that everybody can see it well you'll just become so famous like us <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke listeners <laughs> yeah that is a joke yes i can't think of anything worse than like i mean i know i'm on a podcast and putting myself out there uh every week but like just the thought of actually becoming famous i find terrifying <laughs> like i don't mm-hmm. actually want to be famous 
Yeah, it's hard. Like at my restaurant, you know, famous people come in and they have to call ahead and we need to find the room with the door and they have to be in the back corner. And it's like, yeah, that's just no fun. Like you got to come into a restaurant and not be around people and be in this secret place and only have your entourage around you. Kind of sucks for them, I would think. Maybe not. Maybe they like the being away from people. But Yeah, like I'm like, tell me more. I think the Private only room. one in one of the questions that was like, would you rather be a monk or be followed around by the paparazzi? And I, I must have reread Kim's answer like three times. I was like, she would want the paparazzi. <laughs> but you did say this might be another situation where I will regret. Like if My I ever became famous, mm-hmm. yeah, like if I ever became famous, I might regret writing this. I just the same like thing what I just said this right now too. I was like, yeah. oh, fast forward, fingers crossed, to when we, <laughs> when we can't go to restaurants anymore. And I say like, oh, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then it's, been, it's brought back up. Yeah. Oh, do you hate it? Remember when you said this? Remember when you said you wanted it? Now you now it. love it. Now we're in this closed room at the restaurant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think Canadian celebrities get as famous as American maybe but I guess there's a few even Canadians Mm -hmm. like we've had famous people sit at booths that are open and people don't really bug them that much in Toronto anyways they're like oh yeah that's someone famous like a really famous hockey guy came in and he sat right in the middle of the bar when it was super busy like one of the most famous I'm not going to say who it is but one of the most famous Canadian and nobody talked to maybe two people went up and were like hey dude how's it going and that was it (laughs) that's good I feel like Canadians are overly politeness maybe that's not everywhere but definitely in downtown Toronto I like Whole Foods we used to have famous people come in all the time and people just ignored them right they just do their shopping wherever but one time I didn't go up to this person or anything but do you remember Kim I sent you a text that said, I'm in line at the Whole Foods with the magic man. And you're like, who's the magic man? Because <laughs> the magic man. Remember, because I couldn't remember. What to- Will Arnett? Yeah, that's true. Was it oh, Will Arnett? It was Will Arnett. Oh my <laughs> God. Rusted development. Bear, that was the best game of Sister Detective I've ever seen. <laughs> I want to play Sister Detective more. Give us another oh one. Oh my God, that was good. And I'm so bad with names. Like, I know no names. But the Magic Man? Like, How did you get you that from that? I know. Because they're related. It's something you know. And I don't watch a lot of TV and she doesn't either. So I'm sure she's like, Magic Man. Rusted development. Yeah. There's only a handful of shows Dom. that I can think of. Name Gob or Gob or something. Gob. Gob. Whatever they call him, Gob. Totally. Yeah, that's an episode for sure. It is. Totally. <laughs> but I remember you texting back. I don't know what you're talking about. The like, oh my god, man. I'm in line with the magic man. You're like, where are you? I don't know what you're talking about. What magic man? Because <laughs> the first thing I think of is the heart song magic man so i'm like who was that uh, song about <laughs> you're like going a different detective route you're like well totally. now i'm gonna learn everything I, I can about heart my trail went cold fast oh so funny and it took me a while because <sighs> i think i had to phone you and I'm like you know arrested development the show i really like that guy the place and you're like okay no i didn't get that from your text <laughs> by then the excitement has like been diminished because totally. you're having to explain and he's yeah. gone I'm in line with the magic man. What is this? Where are you? 
It would be great but, if the only thing you used to describe the magic man was you went like, you know, like da 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 and then she was like, Oh, will I not? It'd be best if she didn't know and she's just singing I still in line at the grocery store. I'd be like the final <laughs> countdown. <laughs> It would be the best her. if she was doing that on the phone and he was in line in front and he like jumped into character and did whatever he did when that music was playing. That would be the best. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't take a picture yes, or nothing. Yes. All I did was like send a quick text and I didn't want him to notice. That's why it was so quick. I'm in line with a badge man. But maybe that's- Don't interrupt needed. his day. It's rude. Right. I didn't want to interrupt his day. I didn't want to be rude. He's buying his groceries. So. Yeah. And buy vegetables. I, I wonder what kind of vegetables he bought. You can tell us, sir. No, I don't know. I don't even remember. I was too excited that I was in line with the magic man. <laughs> and, then, and then afterwards, it was all like text back and forth with Kim being like, what's going on? I don't know where you are. Like, like it was drinking. me being like, is this code? Are you, are you safe? Work. Yeah, are you safe? <laughs> <laughs> so funny. That reminds me of me and Carol when we were younger. I'd make her like tell me, like, if you call me and say this line, then I know you're in danger <laughs> and I will come get you. And she's like, okay, we like, plan it. And then I'd be like, what was the line again? <laughs> I'm in line with the magic man. To put together like the legend of all the things. If it's this and this, if it's this, 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 I'd be like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then I'd be typical Kara. So what am I supposed to do again? <laughs> you just be like, gosh darn it. Time to protect you. Also, if you're in trouble, you're just call 911. Yeah, like you're actually in trouble. Call Don't do the code. Yeah. Just call 911. No, that's not the way we roll, lady. That was not. I'm sorry. <laughs> because I'm the one that's going to rescue her from a dangerous place. Yeah. yeah. I'm the one. I'm by myself picking her up. I know. What were we thinking? Clearly, you should dial 911. I know. We yeah. love codes, though. We've made codes for everything. We used to make up like ciphers and then lose them and not be able to translate the notes. Yeah. yeah. We don't you remember, Kim? We had a whole language, the billabong language. Do you remember it? Meet Spatia. Billabong. We had an entire dictionary. You don't remember. I remember happy birthday in a what is happy birthday? Do you remember what it is? In translated. your language. I don't um, remember that one. Like maybe Borgerly Gorsting. <laughs> yes! Oh, that's not what? happy birthday though, but I remember no, that song. I do remember song. that song. What was happy birthday again? Oh, I don't no. remember because maybe it's Borshila Dolly. Like that's the song I'm thinking of is the one that Sarah just sang. What's happening? I can prove that I know that. I could sing that exactly the same thing that she just oh, said. Yeah. No, we you sang it all the time. Um, and we would write I down. I don't know you guys meet anymore. Meat Spotsia, <laughs> believe it or not, meant pass the meat <laughs> when you're at the table. And that was a big part of your day. It's not a big, it's not a big stretch. It was just ways that we invented to drive her parents insane. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Write it down. We'd be like, okay, here's a new word. What's it gonna mean? Uh, and stuff. I'm gonna oh go, Miss Spazia. Miss Spazia. Like, <laughs> over back and forth. Totally. I don't know. But like, yeah, there's a lot of, I don't remember all of that. I wish we could oh find God. the dictionary we tried to make. We had a. I can't believe I, I just feel like it was in. I feel like actually the one, the thing that I'm thinking of was in a birthday card. And I don't think we wrote it, but it was just this perfect birthday card because it was happy birthday. Maybe aliens were singing it or something. And it was just a totally different language. 
<laughs> I don't feel like we even know you guys. <laughs> we ran on a real tangent. I can't believe I sing that song on our podcast. <laughs> because you know how that song went? Listen, we were playing a game. And I believe... <laughs> that Meredith started it. So we each had to say our own part. So Meredith went, Orshki, Le Boing Ding. And then I went, Rashka Ding, Shanghai. And then, so, uh, then and I, somebody else. Yeah, and then, and then Sarah Sarah went, turn. Riding Riding down. Down. <laughs> She was the least creative as you could see. And we laughed and laughed and laughed like till our side surged. I'd get too nervous about performing. And then I'd be like, Ronnie 99 and they're like what <laughs> we used to we had this like a uh, clock radio with a tape like <sighs> a set tape in it and we'd put it on record and pause it and then we would like go around and unpause it and make funny noises in a circle <laughs> and then we would play it back like all together and we'd be I'd like whatever yeah. right like we loved it and so we were doing stuff like that we were like making the song and like doing the pausing and stuff like that and do you remember Kim goes one of us go between me and Kim. One of us goes woof, and the other one goes meow. And Sarah goes, "What's the Sarah doing?" You know, <laughs> I couldn't remember. She was trying oh to wink like a pig, but she panicked. I couldn't remember how to wink like a pig, and I panicked and did like this for like the longest time. Because she she's like wants to finish the sound. She's trying for a long time. <laughs> and Kim and I are speechless. Like, is she okay? creativity on her it, I like to you make up words right it, now the face no. is what gets me they would force me into it's all the opposite of oinking it was like some sort of like primal like that's called a pig's death call so the four percent fix <laughs> all right well that's that actually the last comment like this podcast like- can be just like that tape like the last 20 minutes could just be us laughing <laughs> <Yeah>. or us- <laughs> <sighs> oh okay. my gosh well there we go that's the fan episode for the four percent fix <laughs> Lindsay, do you let fan Lindsay, do you have any last minute comments or any so. words you'd like to make up any words <laughs> yeah. any farm animal noises barely anything <laughs> is on the table at this point <laughs> <laughs> no i think oh, i have not. nothing that can top that <laughs> yeah. well thanks nice having so you much. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Nice. yeah so nice nice to have you me into your bubble <laughs> oh you are now permanently part of our bubble so you know squiggy's here and now you're here we're just growing our bubble so you're always welcome at any time so thank you for coming on our thank you full podcast yeah Yeah. thank you guys so much i had a lot of fun thank you for joining us on this episode of book interrupted if you'd like to see the video highlights from this episode please go to our youtube channel book interrupted you can also find our videos on www bookinterrupted.com moments you can look forward to on next week's book interrupted there we go hello and welcome everyone to the enneagram quiz show and you know what now let's share with them some 
famous number seven, shall we? Now you're grounded. You can't go to that party. And I, my FOMO would really flare up. I love her laughing at you. Sarah doesn't think she's emotionally stable, but she is. She just, you know, likes to feel her emotions. Elders here tell young girls to take it once they get their period, like take it regularly. I have my period again, every single time. I don't know. I love that you coordinate your period with her. I know. Book interrupted. Never forget every child matters.